belly flop. It's an informal and academically non-rigorous dive into <laughs> topics that impact us today. I'm your host, Travis. And I'm your forever guest, Tyler. And on today's episode, we are discussing the number one unused way of cleaning your ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> Post plot line number two, the bidet, and why Americans are afraid and so obsessed with murdering trees for their cheeks. Oh, <laughs> this is a good topic. Um, Let's talk about butts, baby. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay. A little background on this from our personal perspective. We were part of the bidet. I didn't know this, but there was a little bit of a bidet wave in 2020 after COVID because Americans like bought all the toilet paper out of all those oh, supermarkets. Do you remember I didn't that? think about that. I kind of forgot about that too. And that really pushed a lot of people who were kind of, maybe had already thought about it or never, but like were willing, open to it to mm-hmm. like kind of go ahead and sign off for that. And that's when we bought ours, wasn't it? Um, It was 2020? Did we have it at your mom's Or we house? wanted to, and then we didn't get it until we got our... We got it in 2021. Yeah, when we, we moved. All right, 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 right. But, oh, I do want to say, preface this by saying, if you're new here to this podcast, we're going to come out every week. And the format is really, Travis researches a topic, and I don't know what the topic is until it starts. So... We both go into it, well, me and you as the listener go into it blindly. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I, I feel like we got ours in 2021. Do you know when, like in your research, that Tushy, that's the brand we have, like yeah. when they really, when no, they started? I no, I didn't look up specific brands. Because I'd be interested to see if it was just like, they were a perfect, it was a perfect storm of like this kind of influencer type marketing company instagram ad of it all company came around around the same time and then that like also led to the boom or were they before it was 2015 oh okay interesting so it just kind of like led to their popularity probably yeah i feel like they probably were riding the backs of like americans were being exposed to like smart toilets from japan and because the european bidet and the japanese bidet are very different Okay. And what we have is more similar to like a very simple version mm-hmm. of that of a Japanese, not a European. Okay. So. Okay. Well, obviously we have a bidet, and obviously we're here. We have to, two bidets. We have we have two, one for two for each toilet, <laughs> <laughs> and we are here to convert you. Let it be known. <laughs> not sponsored, but not sponsored. But uh, if if there was a big bidet lobby in Washington D.C., I would join it. I would be its oh. most active member. I thought you were going to say, if Toto, Toto wants to... Wait, which one's the fancy one? Uh, yeah, Toto's are fancy. If Toto wants to send us one... <laughs> Please, for the love of God, we need it. We need more. <laughs> if I was a millionaire, I would buy everybody in my family a bidet. They are life-changing. <laughs> we do that anyways, and we're not millionaires. We, I know, I was going to say. Listen, this is how absurd it is. I don't want to be without one so much that we have... we. The place we spend the most time, and the family and the holidays, we've bought bidets there. Yes. Just, like, for them, but, like, for us. Yeah. For us. <laughs> because we're going to be there, and we need it. Um, okay. So, I want to start off by asking you, as a knuckle-dragging American from Kentucky... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> How did you grow up? Did you think it was weird wiping your butt 
with toilet paper? Did you ever think about it? I never thought that it was weird. Um, one time, no, I don't know if I want to get into that. <laughs> My family don't had this little, yourself. this little toilet paper box on next to the toilet paper, n- next to the toilet that was like a wooden box and you pulled it up and it had like a big skewer in it and the toilet paper all came up. And one time I pulled that up and there was a squirrel in it and it started running all around the bathroom. What? <laughs> There was a squirrel at the bottom? A, a squirrel had somehow gotten into that box. I don't know how. Recently, because it wasn't dead. No, it was alive. Huh. How did it get in? I don't know. They must have jumped in when somebody opened it. Or do you think it opened it itself? I don't know how it could have. It was like sturdy wood. This is this is Kentucky content, people. Um, but aside from that, I never like thought... Okay, I think it's more of a post childhood thought of like seeing bidets maybe have kind of a surge and be like i don't really get it but i never really thought negatively about toilet paper until after we got a bidet okay because i did i never i don't like the only time i think negatively about toilet paper is like when you're at an airport or a restaurant and it's the worst toilet paper in the whole world oh true that's when i'm like why are we doing this that's more like comparing like, why didn't they buy a nicer toilet paper versus, like, why do we do toilet paper, period? I guess, yeah. I am a little different in that I didn't like toilet paper before. I thought it was grody. <laughs> and if I had, if I felt like it was a pretty, oh, like a wreck of a number two, I would take a shower. Mm, I never did that. Yeah, because I, it was just, it was gross. I just think it's gross. Huh. And it doesn't make sense to me. But this is also a post-bidet perspective, so... Right. Before we jump too deep into it, when do you think... Hmm. I was going to say, when do you think toilet paper was invented? But really... (laughs) Really, I guess what I'm saying... Because we're really talking about things from an American perspective. So certain things don't apply. So I'll just tell you, like, soft paper meant for wrapping and padding was invented as early as the 2nd century B.C. Oh, in China. Okay. However, so the theory is is that they used it f- for disposable toilet. or reusable. No, disposable. Okay. That they used it first, and there. But the first written reference to toilet for that type of paper being used is in the, around the five hundreds A.D. Okay. In China. Okay. Um. Wow, I did not know that. Yes, but most Americans, we started around. I mean, colonialism started, what, the, it was like the 1600s, really. Um, at, so for most of the early American period, people would just use whatever they had available. So, corn cobs. <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. I feel like I knew about that once. <laughs> Leaves, I don't sand, understand moss. the cob of it all. People would also use, like, newspaper, like, later on, before toilets were a thing, people would use, like, toilet paper, or, like, a newspaper catalog, like, things that... They would often use, like, household items that had been, like, before throwing them away, they would just use them as, that would be its, like, last use. Can we go back to the cob? Yeah. Okay. Like, so, (laughs) they would use it, like, post-eating the corn off of it? Yeah. So it was kind of like a little soft, mushy thing. a little, yeah. A wand. Okay. Maybe they wrap stuff around it? I don't know. Interesting. I really, there was even reference to some people having... Okay, but when did they, when did... No, no, no. Some people used pebbles. Some people used the soft edge of broken pottery, like in history, not in America. 
America, but like pebbles. I know. Like I was like, how does that work? I also think, okay, this is also part of it too, is that the typical, like the modern diet is not what it used to be. And that people used to have a lot more fiber and health, uh -huh. like more like whole foods in their diet. So I don't know that the, I, I'm interested in whether the poop quality or the poop type has changed a lot. Um, not during the Black Death, honey. Oh. Shit like that. You know what I mean? Like when there's massive outbreak of diseases, they're not having healthy, solid poop so you don't need to wipe away. Okay. Don't you think? Well, I don't know. Was diarrhea part of that? I have no idea. I'm sure diarrhea has been a part of illnesses forever. I mean, okay. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I was like, the Black Death specifically. No, I don't I know about that. No, I don't I just, know. Which is the first, the only like, in, like old pandemic that I can think of. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. But, okay, can you, are you going to get into, like, can you tell me when, like, Charmin and these, all these brands, like when they actually became like, started to become like a household item. Do you know that people know that? Well, toilets and like flushable toilets became mainstream in 1850s. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean they were in all houses, but that's when they became prevalent. And so then, before I don't know that it was kind of like people were using newspapers and stuff like that. And maybe, yes, because plumbing requires... Flushable. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know it's brand specific, like when certain brands became, or the toilet paper as we know today became it, because really this is more about like the bidet and the concept of washing your butt versus wiping it. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked on the whole it's okay. toilet paper of it all. I know, it's bizarre. <laughs> I was like, humans are resourceful, but also that's so strange. I would not want to do that. If I didn't have to. I guess it's just kind of like, well, you have, you can't like count your chickens before they hatch kind of a thing. You, you can't invent toilet paper before you invent toilets. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, you can't invent the bidet well, for hundreds more years after that. Well, but the Chinese were using toilet paper before toilets. Okay. That makes sense then. Mm. Um, and, but I will say we won't really dive too deep into like non-Western practices because again, we're Americans. Yeah. It's really from that perspective. Um, except for, uh, we might talk about different types that are around the world later on. Oh yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, did you know <laughs> that bidet is actually a French loan word meaning pony? No. I kind of assumed it was French, but I don't think I knew it meant pony. Yeah. Um, it's because of the straddling motion for European bidets. So for our modern purposes, like the bidet we have is like attached under the toilet lid and has mm -hmm. a little spray spout on it. But European bidets, like traditional bidets, are additional... Like another toilet thing right next right, to it. Right, that you straddle and it has its own like faucet. Okay, yeah. And it may have one or more like depending on the type or when. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So you would go on the toilet, and then when you were done there, you would move over, shuffle over, and clean yourself using that. Okay, so what we'll do now is we're going to talk a just a little bit about where the modern bidet comes from, and then we'll talk about why it's not really popular in America. I'm excited. I'm interested to hear that part. Big toilet paper! Oh, yeah. Actually, yes. 
<laughs> it always comes down to the man. Yeah, so the bidet as we know it, and like the Western version, was a f- piece of furniture that appeared sometimes, some a few places said the 1600s, but most everything else said the 1700s, um, in upper class European society. Gotcha. And it was like a little wooden trough looking thing. It was, I mean, they would look nice, you know, because they would make them for rich people, mm-hmm. but it would be a basin of water, you would straddle it and use it. To clean yourself after you used the chamber pot of it all. So like a wet towel that you dip into the water. This is interesting because I don't know if it was just your hands, if there was anything else involved, but the bidet itself was just, was like a a square shape, square shape with legs and you just would straddle it and use that to clean yourself. And then of course is like, time went on and porcelain toilets came about then they would they added the additional porcelain bidet into the buildings what i didn't know is i thought it was pretty common across europe but it's only parts of europe where they're like common now i've never been to europe do most toilets like have a bidet right next to it like even like if you went to mcdonald's so no okay but that's what I was saying. It's like, it, it depends on where you're at in Europe. For example, Italy does actually require that you have a bidet. Okay. And Spain has a lot of bidets. I don't know if it's required, if it's like every building has one or like, but also public bathrooms as we have them in America is not the same there. Like you don't always have access. Like there's not always restrooms. Okay. It's very like skip and spotty. I don't like that part of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but for example, like Northern Europe, doesn't really have bidets. The UK, well, Finland has, um, like, hoses. Okay. Like a little spray hose situation. But a lot of the rest of Northern Europe does it. The UK doesn't really have them. But then parts of France do. So it's very, it just depends on, like, the cultural development of where you were at the time. But they were fully invented, like, in England. Or in Europe. The bidet as we, like, as a separate like sort of trough okay, that you would that part was okay um other things were present in other parts of the world but i i don't really know okay i didn't walk into that too iron um well that's a very short and brief history but here we are <laughs> <laughs> i only asked that because i know like japan for instance is known for their like crazy cool bidets yeah so what I think happened is that the bidet, they took the idea of the bidet and made it, like, perfected it. Which is, you know, they do that. I see. Okay. <laughs> they, took some, they took something not so great and they made it better. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, the best out there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, why in the course of American history did we not embrace bidets in the way that other parts of Europe did? What do you think? Historically speaking. Well, historically speaking, we use a different measurement system than the rest of the world. We do... I don't know. I just feel like there's inherently, like, America, and particularly, like, the start of America was like, we're different. (laughs) (laughs) And then, at a certain point, they got stuck in their ways. So, I don't know. The only thing I could really think is, like, screw you. (laughs) (laughs) I like you, Dad. Yeah, basically. 
<laughs> but I don't really know if that's true. It just feels like that we tend to do that sometimes. Right. Okay, well, I think from what I could gather, there's not a ton of resources for the history of <laughs> bidets and toilet papers out there. Um, but from what I gather historically, part of the problem was that Americans switched from chamber pots to toilets before bidets were kind of popularized as far as the ceramic option. Okay. So part of it was that we went from non-toilet use to toilet use and our building codes and like the way things are done basically, how, how are you going to plumb your bathroom, how much space do you need, all these things are kind of established before um, the that version of it happened in Europe. So like we just never, so by the time that that happened and if you consider it, it was too expensive to retrofit. Okay. Like everything had already been set up to have just one toilet. Okay. And not everything else. Which I think is a very practical, like logical aspect of it. But the real issue, and I think really the reason why it didn't happen before and it's still a little bit of an issue now, is that Americans, America was founded by zealot <laughs> Christian, puritanical Christians. Yeah. And the bidet when it was invented in Europe was also considered not only is for like hygiene which you would use after pooping peeing and also intercourse like just to clean yourself but also was seen as a contraceptive the bidet mhm mm because i think i i am assuming the idea was that if you washed yourself out maybe you wouldn't remember this was a long time ago they may not have known the, the biological factors. I like how all this stuff happens. Yeah. So, so the bidet was kind of associated with a contraception, which some versions of Christianity do not like, and also with looseness in the sense of like sexual looseness. People were so weird. <laughs> I know. I mean, okay, obviously that's a generalization, but it just feels like at some point in the world, in our history, we realized, hey, it's actually hygienic to wash your butt. Yeah. And then America was like, actually, that's against the Bible. Like, that makes no sense. <laughs> but then I guess, I don't know, I guess a lot of things to, back then didn't make that much sense. What were the one? wasn't there, was it the Quakers that believed that, like, Eventually, like, Jesus would just come take them away, and so they, like, never procreated, and then they all died. Which one was that one? I don't know. It was one of them. Hmm. I mean, I don't have any Quakers, so maybe that's... <laughs> Anyways, um, this seems to have also been reinforced after World War II, when a lot of Americans were in Europe for the war. Mm -hmm. Um... I, it named France specifically, but again, it was, bidets were pretty popular, I think, in Italy. Um, but that Americans associated them with prostitutes because I guess they, you know, it's a way to clean yourself post intercourse. Maybe it was still thought of as a contraceptive at the time. So mm -hmm. coming back, it was again associated with the idea of like, 
clean cleansing yourself for the wrong reason, mm-hmm. I guess. That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, again, the whole puritanical aspect of it, we're just guilty about having bubbles. Yeah. It might feel nice to tap every once in a while. Oh. <laughs> so that is the real issue. Okay, so now that we have talked about why maybe it didn't catch on so great in the past, why do you think people might not be willing to change now? And also, just to reiterate, you think a bidet is superior to toilet paper. (laughs) Yes? Yes. And I think you're only forcing me to say that because I probably wouldn't have said that before we got a bidet. Yes. Because I was very... The context I I really wanted to get one. You seemed a little off of it. I think it's just kind of one of those things, like, I never grew up with it. I didn't really understand the need for it because we have toilet paper. And, like, we have, like... I don't know, like, that's just how it's always been, and I never really thought, like, obviously I, to me, the best part about the bidet, it's not even the hygiene part, it's just, like, your butt never feels bad, and sometimes when you're wiping with toilet paper, your butt feels, like, raw, and, like, it hurts when you, like, like when you have to wipe so much, and it, and it, I just don't understand, like, in my head, it was just kind of like, oh, well... We all, everybody in the world, or everybody in the U.S. uses toilet paper, so, and that's, like, hygienic. You use it, and then you dispose of it, and then you wash your hands, and then you're done with it. So, I never really thought anything different of it until I started using a bidet regularly and realized, like, oh, your my button literally never feels like <laughs> what it felt like before. Right. So, yes, obviously, and just now like- I would say... I mean, there's a reason there's a bidet in my mom's house, too. <laughs> it's and because I don't, I can't live without it. <laughs> no. And just from a clean, cleanliness aspect, like, some, I saw online somebody said, just imagine, like, wiping your plates off after you eat them with a paper towel and putting them back in the cabinet. Like, True. that would be gross. True. And it's kind of what you're doing. Like, depending on how it comes out, like, you can just... You're just, like, smearing stuff around. Did you get everything? You know, you can you can really spend a lot of time and paper going to town back there, and maybe you didn't get it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just very impractical. I understand in different situations where, like, things aren't available, sure, but it's 2023. You live in... Every place you live in has plumbing, for the most part. Like, yeah. And most every toilet... At least that, like, our friends have that we have, uh, had, has just, like, a little metal, like, even if you're in an apartment, the tushy is perfect because it has a little metal, like, tube, and all you do is, like, intercept that tube with the tushy tube, and then you put it on the back of your toilet seat, and it's perfect. Yeah. They really made them. I mean, it's definitely... So, like, at this point, yes, this apartment we moved into just now did not have the right plumbing set up for it, but luckily... A plumber came out and just did it for us. But for the most part, every other one, it's so easily accessible now. They're making dupes of Toshis left and right. They're like $30, $25 on Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, I don't... I kind of think at this point, I don't understand (laughs) why you wouldn't have one. It's kind of... But I do think it is kind of like just that thing of, like, once we got one and I used it, I was like, I can't live without it. But before that, I didn't know I couldn't live without it, you know? Yes. So, I guess that's what it is. 
people are living in the Dark Ages. Mm -hmm. They just don't know what they They just don't know it. We have to forcefully hose them down. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Well, part of the reason why it is harder to, or a lot of Americans are not, haven't, haven't been exposed to the bidet, outside of what we've discussed previously, is like you said, Big Toilet Paper is a... Paper companies are big corporations in the United States. Toilet paper is a consumable product, you know, me, and it's like one-time use, which means it's going to be used and discarded and it's going to be sold again. And Americans love that stuff. We love single use largely because of capitalism. You know, that's how a lot of people have their jobs is because we're making like, you know, if you sold something that lasts forever, you would need to make it again. Yeah. So... It just kind of checks the box for us in that way. You have corporations that might be like moving behind the scenes to lobby against certain things. Building, you know, who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, But it does scratch that itch for us. Now, it does lead me to the environmental impact. Well, first of all, can I just say how crazy it is that like the automobile industry doesn't want obviously doesn't want like the electric car boom necessarily because they make all their money from like gasoline it's similar thing with toilet paper and it's like you're like making these products out of things that eventually you're going to use all of it <laughs> like at some point you can't grow trees fast enough to have enough paper or like i don't it just feels crazy to me like that these companies their business model is let's just like get as many people to use it as possible they throw it away right after they use it and then they have to buy more of it. Mm. When it's something that's like as crazy as like, I mean, I know obviously the world is huge, but like, yeah, well, there are a lot of tree farms specifically for that grow certain types of trees that grow a little bit faster. They cut them down very young and those are used to produce certain paper products. Um, and that's like virgin wood. The place I'm from in Florida was they have lots of pine tree farms for that reason, and they would sell the you know the pine needles that fall would be sold as like mulch or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and then after a cycle of growing, the, all those trees would be cut down and taken to the paper plant. Mm-hmm. It's still um, just crazy. I mean, trees are not like. But well, what I was water. Okay. <laughs> but to finish that point, um, that. Those are, like, I guess, sustainable. Like, the the tree farms themselves are, like, continuing to grow them, but they don't produce enough to cover everything. So there are older growth trees that get cut down for paper production as well. Gotcha. Um, Do you think that bidets are more environmentally friendly? And, for example, I the only concern I really had was, like, the use of water in the sense of, I was like, Mm. well... We're using water, uh, more water than we would normally, which I take really long showers, so that really shouldn't bother me. But, you know what I mean? That was the only thing I could think of that was maybe, like, worse off. In terms of, like, yes, if there is, like, a worldwide drought, which potentially you never know where the world is going to (laughs) go in these next years. Um, But, like, I mean, it's kind of like, I know... We when we moved to California, the drought had kind of like subsided, and especially after this year, it's like they're not saying that anymore. But I know the last time I lived in California, there was like 
everybody use as minimal water as possible. And like, it, it was very much like, don't, don't overuse water. So I guess in that sense a bidet could do that. If everyone started using it, it would use a lot more water. Um, but I don't feel like it's like that much water. Like, I feel like it's kind of like washing your hands mm -hmm. amount of water. Yeah, so it's really, it's not a concern because the average person uses about half a liter of water when using a bidet. Um, obviously, it's an average. Some people more, some people less. But it is much less than the water needed to make toilet paper. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so it's even the only thing that I could think of would be the water, and it's better anyways. So environmentally, bidets are much better. Interestingly, I did, uh, one tree does make, an average tree will produce about 800 rolls of toilet paper. Oh. Isn't that wild? And global toilet paper production. It doesn't seem like that much for a whole tree, though. I'm sorry. It just feels crazy. I know. How many trees do you think are turned into toilet paper a day? A day? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, like, some families probably go through 800 toilet papers in a year. Rolls. Just say a number. <laughs> I'm trying to do You're gonna math. walk us through the math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is like how many beans are in the jar. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna say a random number. Um, two hundred thousand. Twenty. So daily, twenty-seven thousand. Twenty-seven thousand. And more than seven billion rolls of toilet paper are sold yearly in the United States alone. Oh my gosh. I know, right? The average American. That is big toilet paper. Right. The average American uses uh, around 141 rolls a year. Hmm. Or about 28 pounds of toilet paper. Now, for or Americans... About one-eighth of a whole tree, bitch. Uh, yeah. So, for America... The Americans, on average, use two times as much as other Western countries. Yeah. Um, but that might be because other countries have alternatives, like... Bidets. Exactly. Which, because some people still use toilet paper when they use a bidet. Like, in conjunction. Like I use dry. a little bit of it, just to make sure I got it all. And to dry it. And to dry, yeah. Yeah. Where some people use towels. I mean, it's way less than we would normally. But I, it's also like when we have people over, they don't even use the bidet. So we always have to still buy toilet paper. It's just yeah, way the, less than we used to. And the one we have only has a nozzle in the back, which is only good for if you poop. Whereas, like, girls, if you want to wash your front junk. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really do it with it. Like, you need, it needs a spout on the front. So, yeah. Which apparently they make those. But we don't have that. I didn't so. think about that. Mm -hmm. So you still need it sometimes. Okay, so the bidet is more environmentally friendly. And we're going to say it's... And we're not going to say. We know it's more hygienic. Yeah. It gets everything clean. It uses less resources. You can dry after if you need to. Right? You will save money. Right? You have to clean the bidet. Right? Periodically. But you'll save money on toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. And especially in the long run, especially with how cheap they're getting. So from a, a modern cons, like for today's times, why do you think people don't want to switch to them? Uh, probably toxic masculinity. <laughs> Say more. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding, though. I, I think it is to do with like, oh, that's gay if, if something touches my butthole. Very that. And it, which is kind of stupid because you're also touching your butthole with toilet paper. Yeah. 
the idea, I don't understand, I don't know if this exists, how it exists everywhere else in the world, but the idea that touching your own butt is somehow makes you gay is just <laughs> the most bizarre concept to me. I don't, but it exists very strongly. I, I've even heard of like guys who don't, who feel weird about like, I don't know, like just cleaning and I don't know. Like wiping? I don't, yes. I oh, don't, you mean like a lot of straight guys don't like wash their asshole in the shower? Right, because they... Or wash their booty crack. Right, because they feel like it somehow associates them with, like why would you want your butt clean? What your butt needs the only time you need your butt clean is if somebody's touching your butt. So why do you care about it? But that's dumb. It's your butt. You it smells. You're literally walking around with shit between your cheeks. Yeah. It doesn't make you gay to have not to A have clean butt. Right. I, it's just so bizarre to me. It is bizarre. And it also goes back. It's like that whole the. I guess maybe because like anal is what distinguishes for men for gay or for straight men. The difference between sex with women and, and men. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if you if a man kisses a girl and enjoys it, that's straight. If a man is making out with another guy, that's, like, queer to some extent. And they enjoy that. That's queer to some extent. So, but, like, if a girl touches your butt, it's the same as a, you kissing a girl. Like, it's your body. Your mouth is your mouth. And if you kiss a girl, you're straight. If you put your mouth on a girl's mouth, you're straight. So if you have a butthole, which you do... And a girl touches your butthole. How does that become gay? I don't know. But a lot of men don't want to do that because they think if they enjoy that, or if that happens, then somehow it's like, or maybe they think it's a slippery slope. Like if they enjoy that, even if it's just cleaning their butthole, if they enjoy doing that, then somehow they're just gonna want to run out and and they have their bestie rim them. I don't get it. Sounds like, I don't know, sounds like you might be a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just reinforcing it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or are you saying... Bro, you think, is it gay to clean your butt? So you think that if they, if somebody's thinking too much about it, then maybe that's because they think about it in other ways. I mean, well, okay, I don't. we don't have to get all into that, but potentially... Uh, but also more potentially just like, what's my bros gonna think if they come to my house and I have a bidet? Like, it's more like, I don't know. You know how it's kind of like, girls say they don't dress up for guys, they dress up for themselves and for other girls? Mm -hmm. I feel like guys won't get a bidet because, not just because they, even if they wanted one, because of how it would look to their other guys. Things like that. Hmm. That's obviously a negative way. <laughs> The guy's one is a negative one. I don't know. It's just, I do feel like that has a lot to do with it. It didn't obviously have anything to do with why I thought about it. So maybe it's just like a mix of toxic masculinity and people just not really understanding the benefits of it. Yes. And outside of what we've already talked about, I think the only thing I could find that people would commonly say or would bring up is that they really, well, one, just a lot of Americans have no idea or are never exposed to it. Exactly. That's how I feel. Um, and I don't think I ever saw one until I was an adult and I, w I was in Europe. Spain. Um, 
I think I had heard about one before, but I never. But you know, there's a difference between like you know when I heard about conceptually it? when Cars two. Oh, <laughs> what was that? Mater goes in the they're in Japan and like he goes in the bathroom and it has one of those crazy fancy ones. Oh, interesting. So yeah, just a lot of people like are never exposed to them, so they never think about them. And you grow up like doing it a certain way, and if you never. Yeah, you exactly. Know, why would you change? If you've, it, especially if you've never seen it. But I do think they are um, catching on and people are like more exposed to them. But a large reason is just because it's a foreign con. Like, I say foreign. It's a concept that most people don't ever think about. So, yeah. like, why would they try it? I feel it's just interesting to me that, like, I guess proximity, but not even really. It's like, okay, even if it started in Europe. Mm hmm. Obviously, one of our friends is from Pakistan, and they use it there. I know it's also well, have, big. Uh, well, they have handheld ones, but still. Mm -hmm. I know it's big in India as well. Obviously, we were talking about how it's big in Japan, huge in Japan. They perfected it, and now they're, they're the best ones everywhere. It just feels crazy to me that, like, it was invented in England or in Europe or whatever. <laughs> Made its way all around the world, except America. <laughs> like, well, it, just to be clear, the bidet itself, the bidet as we know it, the, like, separate, the, the bowl, the separate thing, was start, was invented in Europe, but other cultures had different methods. Oh, I see, okay. Outside of that, so... So when you were saying example, that was just the bowl thing. Yeah. Other, like, some religions have cleanliness, like, before you can worship or enter like a religious place, you need to be very clean. So they would have specific practices to go through and some of that would involve clean, cleaning yourself with water. If you had access to it, you would do that. That makes sense. Um, and so they have like their own. So it's a combination of Puritanism thinking it was somehow a contraception, contraceptive. Then eventually just Americans being stubborn and the patriarchy. <laughs> That's always the patriarchy. <laughs> the corporate patriarchy. Yeah. Lots of lots of religion, lots of sex shaming, lots of practical problems with it being hard. Like before the current ones that you can put in the toilet, people didn't have the plumbing or space yeah. to add it. And so that was, like, too big of an expense to retrofit it. So, like, people yeah. just weren't going to do that. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why I would like for you to just... Quick elevator pitch. Why would... Like, why somebody should have a bidet? I mean, the main part about it, like I said earlier, is just that, like... At a certain point, you get, I guess you just get used to your butt always being physically wiped raw with, like, dry on dry toilet paper on butt, and you're just used to that. But imagine coming out on the other side and realizing you don't have to be used to that, and, like, I just can't, I don't know, it's just, like, whenever we were going on trips, even just, you used, you used toilet paper in the bathroom, at the airport. Then you use it, like, at home. And then... I, it just come Every time we would go on a trip home, it would, like... Every single time I used the bathroom, it would compound on each other. Mm -hmm. 
in a post bidet world that I had, that we had. And it was just crazy to me to realize the difference of once we had the bidet and then it being taken away for like a week and realizing how awful that is. <laughs> like I physically, I don't know how I lived without it before. Yes. That was a long elevator ride, but... Um, <laughs> Shut up, that's rude. <laughs> but the summary being, you don't... And I saw this a lot, where people would say, I don't know how I had how I lived without it before. It is quite literally life-changing. It is. In the best way. And I would say, don't let your fears of water splashing on your booty hole... <laughs> Your uncomfortableness with your own booty hole prevents you from being clean between your cheeks. Buy a bidet. And not just clean, but comfortable. Yeah. You'll be clean. You'll be comfortable. People talk about the cold water a lot. And I feel like unless you live in really cold climates. Yeah. See, really... we've never lived in a... We haven't had it in a really cold climate. You're, I mean... But if you own a house, you can just hook it straight to the water line and change the temperature. Just, right. we have a tushy that doesn't do that because... We rent. We rent. And ours like, is uh, the regular. It takes a little more changing to do the hot water option from, this, from the water line, but it's really not bad. I don't mind it at all, so... Yeah, I mean, even when I've used it in Kentucky, I don't mind it, so... It's not that cold. So and they, you do it for like two seconds, and then it's done. Yeah. I really just... Want, want everybody to get one. I want all of my <laughs> friends, all of my family to have one. And I want, when you go to a restaurant, there needs to be something. Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it's just one stall where they're like, okay, we know we're going to have some like kooky people coming in here. I just want to hose. <laughs> Let me hose myself down. It's really uncomfortable. I, like, I don't want to poop in public anymore. <laughs> because I don't want to have to figure know. it out. You always just feel... The crazy thing is, we have pro-bidet friends and they're the same way. Yeah. You just feel like a little gross until you can fix it. Well, it is weird. And it's also weird... I mean, I guess we just kind of... I guess just kind of talking about this is also... Aside from the whole toxic masculinity aspect of it, I do think... We don't want to talk about, like, potty talk and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, we've as a society, we've been, like, told not to do that. Oh. And so, even just, like, when you told me that the topic was going to be bidet, my first thought was, oh, and now I have to go, now I have to talk about poop for an hour. <laughs> and that's taboo. But it, it's not really taboo to, like, just talk about it in a way of, like, and you don't even have to talk about it if you have one. You just have it. But I feel like even inherently having one in your house is going to make... People have to talk about it. And that's taboo in our culture right now. Oh. Do you, it's, you think it's... I don't think it's that taboo anymore. To but, talk about poop? Yeah. I think it is still. Hmm. Maybe it's like where you're from. I don't know. I just think we should be more open to having these talks because it does lead to more cleanliness and more happy people, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll be happy if we visit your home and do have one. Yes, very much so. <laughs> so to summarize, if you don't have a bidet, please buy one. And if you do, please spread the awareness, spread the joy, spread the love. Don't be afraid of talking about number two. <laughs> Let your friends know. 
that their booty cheeks are dirty. And if you're a straight man listening to this... Don't be afraid of your booty hole. You probably aren't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Yes. Um, If you liked this episode... Subscribe. Please please say so. Um, Yeah, leave us a review. And um, please subscribe. And if you like this wild meandering of amongst normal slash useless topics, then <laughs> please follow us and wait for the next one. Yes. We're, we, this week we're going out of town for Christmas, so we probably won't have an episode until later next week. But after that, I'm going to force Travis to come up with a schedule of when they come <laughs> So that your listening ears can know exactly when to click play. <laughs> <laughs> but next week will probably be like Thursday or Friday. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.